Welcome to another edition of the Quantified Ben podcast. My name is Ben Wilkoff, and today I would like to quantify the number of school shootings that my children have endured. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that they have been living for, because they were alive for Sandy Hook, and they asked questions while we were watching things on the news. They were alive for... Um, the Arapahoe High School shooting, um, which is just down the street from their elementary school, and they were on lockdown as a result. They were alive for those and many others, but um, the one that I'm specifically talking about and the reason why I chose the word endured is because they were directly impacted and experienced a school shooting at their school, STEM school, Highlands Ranch. And this happened on Tuesday. And I wanted to spend some time meditating on it and reflecting on it as I have been doing since the very moment that I learned about it. And the way in which I learned about it was my daughter sent me a text message at 2.06 asking if I had any information about the lockout that was happening uh, at her school. And occasionally I will get a message, you know, on the broadcast system. It's a text message or it's an email or it's a phone call saying your kids are on lockout, here's the reason, or we don't know any information, but I hadn't received anything yet. And so I proceeded to, um, you know, say, no, I I, I haven't heard anything. And then she started a string with um, my wife and myself, where we were able to, you know, send texts. And um, I was still sort of under the impression that this was something, you know, that was a something going on outside of the school and that they were being, you know, cautious and that everything was going to be okay. Um, I was cautioning her to, um, you know, to be calm. And my wife was already sort of you know, asking questions, are you okay, things like that. And uh, then she sent the message, it is real, there is a shooter, I'm okay, or something to that effect. And I was still very much in disbelief. I had no idea that this was uh, something that was happening for real. I... um, wanted her to make sure that she wasn't relaying like a rumor she had heard or something like that. Um, Not realizing that she herself had heard gunshots at that point. Um, Now, she had a a substitute teacher at at that moment, um, and the sub um, had let her go and get her phone from her locker. my, my son was maybe more lucky or maybe not so lucky. Um, his, his phone was in his locker 
and he didn't have access to it. And so my daughter is in sixth grade and my son is in fifth grade. And um, so my daughter was able to, to send us texts saying she was okay and she was letting her friends use her phone um, if they didn't bring it to school or they didn't have access to one to send text messages to their parents saying they were okay. Um, and at this point, um, so my wife was at home, I was at work uh, while, it was, while it was happening. I was actually at the library doing some reading and I was on the, the, the work bike. There are these bikes that you can work from and I was like feverishly like pedaling um, trying to process what was going on. Like, is this for real? Is this happening? And it was in the course of 10 minutes that I figured out this is real. I have to go. And, um, you know, obviously I was entirely distraught. Uh, I had no idea what was going on, but my wife was at home and she started hearing all of these ambulances because we live, um, not quite a mile, maybe maybe a mile, no, about a mile and a half from the school. And so she heard all of these ambulances and even started hearing um, helicopters. So there were, um, you know, life lights um, that, were, that were coming in to, to get a couple of the, the injured children. And I would get, you know, intermittent messages, things that were going on, but I was talking you know, to my wife on a separate, uh, you know, messages, um, chat, um, and our neighbor who her son also goes to STEM schools, STEM school Highlands ranch. And we carpool together. Um, she kept on calling and giving me updates cause she's a former teacher at the school. Um, she taught drama at the school, uh, up until this year. And, um, the one, sort of great thing is uh, is that her son was sick today. Uh, <laughs> and that is like the only time when being sick is like uh, is, is, a, is a great thing. But her son was sick and so I didn't pick him up for um, for carpool. Um, but she was in contact with a number of the teachers. She was in contact with a number of other people. And so she was giving me updates, just calling me on the phone as I'm feverishly trying to bike to my car and then drive um, to the sort of rendezvous point, which was the, um, the, the center, the um, community center. So I was driving there and getting these updates, but we still had not heard from my 10-year-old son and, you know, I was, I was sort of, I was freaking out. I was absolutely not in a place where I felt okay. Um, you know, I'm crying in my car and I am kind of losing it a little bit. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing these messages come in and I'm, you know, dictating messages back, um, cause I'm driving and, um, we, we didn't, we just didn't know. We didn't know what was going on, but we heard, you know, the updates that were coming in um, were that uh, at least seven injuries uh, turned out to be eight and one fatality. Um, and uh, we didn't know how many 
you know, shooters. And, you know, we, we sort of learned that there were two and that they were both apprehended alive. And, um, you know, then, then we started seeing news and my wife was sharing news with me. Um, but I got to the community center and, uh, because everyone was, was going there, uh, you know, I had to park really far away and, and start, you know, walking. So it was, uh, this really long path, um, actually through the woods because we were, I parked in a, in a neighborhood and then there's a path, um, that you could get to the, the community center. And we were all in this, um, large gym they they put us in a large gym that was there was a another area uh above the gym where you could look down on on everybody else and there were these names on a whiteboard that said um you know these are the children that are ready to be reunited with their with their families and these were kids who had run out of the school there were a lot of kids it turns out that had either run out of the school or they were outside of the school doing an activity or something like that and they ran to places like rock bottom brewery or starbucks or just businesses that were around and for the most part those businesses took them in and understood the gravity of the situation and were just trying to make make things okay for those kids uh until their parents could could come um you know, and we waited and we waited and I, I still hadn't heard from our middle child, um, Tobias. And I, uh, you know, was less freaked out because at that point we had sort of heard that this was in, um, at the very least, uh, upper middle school and high school where, where things were occurring sort of in that hallway and, um, and the, the classrooms there. And so I was like, okay, so they would have been at least far enough removed, but until you see your own kid, until you see them, you don't know. Um, and so I, it had been at least an hour, uh, while, while I was waiting there at the, at the community center and I'm pacing and the, because there are so many people there, no one has cell phone coverage, or at least I certainly did not. Um, and the Wi-Fi that they would normally provide, you know, is, is terrible because there are thousands of devices there. Um, and they're all trying to get onto the, you know, same sort of public Wi-Fi that's there. And, you know, so we, we, everything was coming in slow. And then, uh, my wife sends me this image, uh, or tried to send it to me, but because my, the Wi-Fi wasn't working, uh, the, the iMessages wasn't talking to it correctly. And so I had, I, there, I couldn't see what she was trying to send me, but it was clear that it was a picture of my son and I needed to see that picture. And so I asked her to send it to me via email, which eventually, uh, you know, after probably two very long minutes, I was able to see. And I saw him with a friend of ours who volunteers at the school all the time. And so was already there for teacher appreciation week um, doing, doing something for the, for the teachers at the school. And, uh, they were both smiling. And that was the picture that I saw that let me know that my son was okay and that I was going to be reunited with them at some point. And it took a very long time before that happened. But once I saw him, like everything relaxed in my body, and I was able to 
you know, sort of start to deal with it. And that's when I started to look at news reports. And that's when I started to really understand the true impact, you know, of, of everything that had happened because I could concentrate on something else that wasn't, are my two children who were at the school when the shooting occurred, are they okay? And so once, once I, I sort of had that information, I was able to start looking around and start seeing other people. And so I talked to a few parents and a few of the students who had gotten out and, you know, just talking about how this was going to be with them forever. And, you know, what everybody's experience was already. And so from, from that... Uh, they they started with the idea that they were going to individually reunite people and they were going to announce family names and they realized that this was going to take, you know, hours and hours if they did it individually. They, they started calling off names um, and, you know, it's an enormous gym. Uh, so they, they figured out a better way of doing that was by grade level. And so they started with the kindergartners and they started releasing the students to their families. And we had to fill out this reunification form. And I never filled out a form more quickly or with more attention to detail. Like, this is the form that gives me my child back. And I filled out this form and just held on to it as hard as I could, just making sure, like, I'm going to get my kid. And... Um, I waited another hour at least before they called fifth grade, which um, that's my son's grade. And, you know, they, they said, go to this room. And I found my son <laughs> and I loved him so deeply. Um, and I saw his teacher and I just didn't have any words to say. Um, as a former teacher, you know, I just didn't, didn't know, like, what is that? I can't even express what that would be like to know that you are responsible for these children in this room and protecting them and making sure that, you know, they are safe and that you can safely return them to their parents. And I can't... I can't imagine that his life is going to be ever the same or mine, or my kids, but, you know, he, he was able to take care of my child, and even though the sub let my child go and get her phone and should not have done that, uh, you know, my daughter, I am glad that she had her phone and was able to send us those messages, and that she was able to provide comfort for her friend's parents, and, um, you know, when I when I was reunited with both of my children, you know, I hugged them deeply and I just wanted to get them home and have my whole family, you know, together. And so that's what we did. And that was, you know, we, we walked a long way back and they relayed their stories to me. And, you know, they heard gunshots. They saw the light from gunshots outside and they heard it in there I I'm not around guns 
I don't know what a gunshot sounds like, but they heard it in fear. And that is something that I never wanted for my children. And this is a part of their lives. And it will be. And that is what it is. And so the next day, and the day after that, I stayed home from work and was with my children. This is the first day I'm going back to work. And I don't, I mean, I'm not going to be able to concentrate on work. There's, there's no way. My thoughts are going to be there, reliving it, not in the same way as my children, but imagining it and reimagining it and thinking about their fear. And it is my fear now. The two things that I have done that I think are valuable and that helped me process. No, I'm going to say three. One is I created a list of things for us to do that I thought would help us process. And on the list was going to build a bear and creating a new stuffy for each one and with each one of my children that were there. And we took our friends while they came with, with us and they made a stuffy and they got to name them and they got to love them and they got to sleep with them that night. And we get to go to lunch together and talk about what happened and that processing was intensely valuable. The other thing was going to a vigil that was organized by people who actually understand grief and the process of doing that. And the vigil was incredibly special. And Kendrick Castillo's parents were there. This is the child who helped make the shooting far less impactful than it would have otherwise been. And two of our senators were there and they did not speak. And that was valuable just because they were able to be in reverence with the space. And we got to write and we got to share our thinking with one another and my children were there and they got to light a candle and share their thinking and their grief and their anger. And that was valuable. And they got to see their friends in a place that wasn't scary. It was a different environment. And that was valuable. And then the third thing is um, I wrote a little. Each day since, I have written a little, just a few words about how I am processing and how I am reliving it and how I am learning from it. And I guess maybe the fourth thing is making this podcast. This is a little bit different than the normal things that I would quantify, but it is important for me to quantify this thing. This thing 
is going to be a very big thing in my life for a while. It will always be in my life, but it will be a big thing in my life for a while. And it may be a big thing in your life too. I'd be interested to hear how you have been touched by this event or other events of violence. And I don't think school shootings are the only type of violence that are done to children that have an impact forever, but it is the one that my kids experienced, one that they will keep on experiencing for years to come. If you or your children have been involved in a school shooting or in a time of violence at their school or in their lives. I wonder how you dealt with it and how you processed it and how you created something out of it. And I hope that you haven't. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can do so at learningischange.com or quantifiedben.com. And I am B-H-W-I-L-K-O-F-F on various social media if you'd like to reach out. Thank you for listening. I'm going to talk to you again soon.